Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 81. Before we jump into our interview with Lou, we're going to announce our giveaway winner from last episode and also announce today's giveaway so that you can guys can enter for that over the weekend. So our winner from last week winning a Haunted Mansion bow band from our friend Samantha over at Geekly Ever After is, drumroll Catherine, <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, who you can find on Instagram as Disney Fam Vacation. So Amanda, we will be in contact with you to get you that bow band. Um, we love it. So we're so excited for it to go to a new loving home. So today's giveaway for this episode is a t-shirt, which we haven't given away a t-shirt yet, so we're so excited for that. And this one is a 100 Acre Hood t-shirt. You guys might remember my interview with Chad way back a long time. Back in the day. (laughs) It was early. And so um, I don't know if I want you guys to go back and listen to that. To be decided. But anyway, it's a Goofy Gang t-shirt. So it's one of Chad's most popular shirts. Um, so the way that that one will work, once we announce the winner, we'll get the sizing information for you and everything, and then we'll just ship that. Um, Chad will send it directly to you. So we're so happy that Hundred Acre Hood um, worked with us on this, and we're so excited for one of you guys to get an amazing T-shirt. Yeah. So today's episode, we are super excited to be talking to Bibbidi Bobbidi Lou. And Lou is someone who, if you ever get the chance or if you ever connect with her, I mean, you will just instantly be better because of it. Um, She kind of just radiates this authenticity, and she was so fun to talk to, and really, I'm just excited for you to get to hear this interview, Um, because we talk about so many great things. So we are going to go ahead and start the interview, so we're going to turn it over to Lou. Yeah, sure. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Lou. Um, I'm UK-based, which is why I sound very, very British. Um, And uh, I have been on Instagram for about six months now, there or thereabouts. Um, I live close to the coast in the UK with my other half. Um, We'll get on to wedding stuff later, maybe, but we've got a Disney wedding planned. I'm a Disney bride. And yeah, I'm super excited to be here. My um, account is essentially lots of fun Disney photos. And then I work with a lot of small stores. And I have to say, your Instagram name probably makes me like smile ear to ear every time I think about it. Because I think that is so clever. I love a good clever name. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was there thinking for ages. I was like, I'm doing this Instagram account. I need something. Bibbidi bop. My name is Lou. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I was I was so ridiculously pleased with myself, so I'm glad somebody else likes it. No, it is perfect. <laughs> I appreciate it. And we have to mention before we jump into it, obviously there's a time difference, and it's been a while since we've had a UK-based guest because our job situation changed and we used to be able to record during the middle of the day here where we are. So we thank you because you're having to stay up late and chat with us. So we're so appreciative of you doing that for us. Oh my gosh. Seriously, guys, my bedtime is usually 8 p.m. I am such a grandma. So 10 (laughs) o'clock is really pushing it right now. (laughs) But it is absolutely fine. I'm so happy that you guys asked me to be part of this. So it's not a problem. Perfect. 
So let's start it out. And if you could, we just kind of lay the background information. If you could tell us kind of about you and what your background is outside of Disney, and then we'll jump into the Disney stuff after that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, my life isn't massively interesting. I moved around a lot here in the UK. Um, so I started off in Birmingham, which is sort of our second city. Um, and sort of that's where my family were. And we moved around a bunch there. Um, and then I moved to London uh, just after I'd finished um, sort of university and spent five years working in London, which was awesome. And then one day I decided I was giving up my life and my real job and I was moving to the sea to have a dog. And I did. And actually it was the best decision I ever made. So um, within three months of being here I'd met my other half I'd bought a house and everything just kind of fell into place so it was the most random but awesome decision I ever made it was the craziest thing I've ever done because I literally did walk into a perfectly good job one morning and go I'm gonna quit today (laughs) and that was kind of that and yeah um I have a younger sister an older brother a much younger brother who's 26 younger than 26 years younger than me so I try and spread my Disney obsession to him because he's young and impressionable at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) well I love that I love that leap of faith that you took to just follow you know your gut and your heart and just go for it and I'm so glad that it all worked out yeah it was I I mean it sounds so strange because everyone was like did you hate your job and I was like no, I really, really, really liked my job. I just decided one day that I wanted to do something different. So, yeah, it was craziest thing I've ever done, but I'm so, so glad I did it. We are huge fans of, like, spur-of-the-moment decisions. Oh, Our yeah. whole life is based off spur-of-the-moment <laughs> spur decisions. They're the best. They really are. <laughs> so what kind of dog did you decide to get? So... I was I, I was all set. I knew what dog I was getting, and then I moved into an apartment, and then I couldn't have a dog. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but um, my parents have a Labrador and a Springer Spaniel, so I just go there all the time. They're only thirty minutes away from us, so we go and take the walk. The dogs walking by the beach, so it's like surrogate dogs. It's fine <laughs> until I can have a real one. So sweet. Because you guys have got a dog, yes? Yes. Yes, a very British dog. Yeah, he's a corgi. Oh my gosh, adorable. Yes, and his name is Louie, after the Jungle Book, King Louie. Yep. Amazing. So, your background is obviously amazing, and we love your story. Um, But what is your Disney story? So, my Disney story, um, I suppose it's kind of in two parts. So, I've always been a Disney fan. I was obsessed with princesses when I was a little girl. I watched all the movies. I tried to name my younger sister Ariel, which caused (laughs) some problems for my parents. They were like, what do you want to name your little sister? I'm like, Ariel, obviously. And they didn't really like that idea. So, I had to steer me away from it. Um, but my sort of more recent um, sort of dip back into Disney was it started in 2016 and I went on a trip with one of my friends for her 30th birthday and we did a couple of days at Disney World and it just really reignited that passion for me. As a grown-up, you can completely appreciate it in a different way. 
and I was like oh it's just so perfect and um I decided I was going back for my 30th mm-hmm. and so my poor long-suffering <laughs> other half had to come with me and spend two weeks in the parks with me running around like a massive child but it was just so so wonderful um and last night of our trip he proposed so I got my Disney engagement which was wonderful and it's leading into our Disney themed wedding um but yeah I mean um sort of we'll probably come on to it in a little bit in sort of how my account started but Disney has also been a really really important part of my um my recovery from um sort of a really bad case of anxiety and depression and has been a crutch sort of for the last six months which has been incredible it's just cemented everything I thought I knew about Disney and about the people who are involved with Disney and love it. Mm -hmm. I love that. There's a lot to unpack there and I'm so excited to jump into all of it. Um, You, we are for sure jumping into the engagement story and leading (laughs) up to the wedding. We'll get into that later, Um, but let's just kind of go with that natural transition and talk about whenever you decided to start a Disney focused Instagram, kind of what was it that prompted that? What conversations took place to kind of get that off the ground and decide that that's something that you were going to put, you know, a lot of time and effort into? Sure. So um, for me, it was August last year. So I was not particularly well from July. So I had a really serious um, sort of case of anxiety, which led to um, a diagnosis of depression. Without getting too heavy, it was just a super, super dark time. And one of the things I was asked to do by my doctor was to go and see, um, sort of see a therapist. And there was one thing that she said to me during our initial meeting, and she was, can you think of a moment when you were truly happy? when were you last really, really happy? And I said, well, it was when I was on this trip to Disney. And she said, well, what does that mean to you? And the only phrase I could come up with, she was like, sum it up in a word. I was like, I can't do one, but I can do two. And it's perfect contentment. And she said, right, when you're feeling at your worst, that's what you go to. And sort of I sat there and sort of on one of my really bad days I was like you've got to shake yourself out of this you've got to do something you know what makes you happy so why don't you do something with that and to be honest I had no idea that there were so many people on Instagram there were so many bloggers and things around Disney being in the UK I'm you're sort of a little bit sort of withdrawn from that kind of stuff because we're so far away from the parks naturally so I'd not really come across it and I sort of put this this sort of a few photos out and started looking for other accounts and it kind of snowballed and on the days where I was feeling rubbish it was like right where are photos from that day where's this from that day and I just kept putting the happy things back in front of my nose and that was one of the really important things for turning my mood around and from there it was well actually there's so much to do here and um, so I started using the posts you know, as a way of helping myself, but also I realise there are other people who are going to be going through this kind of rubbish right now, people who are going to be feeling really lost and don't know what to do. And all it takes is one person to say, I feel it, I get it, and it makes it feel less lonely. And that was something I sort of found quite early on. People were 
so receptive and so kind that I just felt like there was a family there, an online family who understood and got how I was feeling. So I just kind of did the same. And it sort of then organically grew from there, really. Wow, that is such a powerful story. And we really do thank you so much for sharing that with us because it is such a great start to something, like you said, that snowballed um, and has, you know, been such a great creative outlet for you and such a great way to kind of gain, you know, support when you needed it the most. And then also for you to be able to offer that support to someone else who needs it. I think that that is absolutely amazing. And that is something that, you know, you should take joy in and we take joy in that. And I think, I mean, just overall, that is amazing. We could end the podcast like right now and I'd be perfectly content. That was awesome. (laughs) Thank you. No, like it's, it's strange because people like you're so brave and actually I don't think I'm brave at all. I'm just speaking my truth. And I think that the more we talk about it and the more people are like, guys, it's okay not to be okay right now. And everyone's posting stuff about being really happy. But you know what? Today for me really sucks. I think it's just super healthy. And I think that the more we make it normalized, the easier it is for anyone who is in that position to be able to say, yeah, I kind of need to talk to someone right now. So thank you. I I honestly didn't really think much of it, but I appreciate it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's interesting that... And I know you realize this, but it is interesting that Disney does like cut so deep into our personal lives because I can think about kind of the two worst times in my life were right after I quit both of my jobs. And both times we quit the very next day we went to Walt Disney World, (laughs) (laughs) partly because we're completely irresponsible children, but also partially because it was like, (laughs) this is the only thing that's going to make me feel better. Like this is the only place where I can truly not have any worries at all. Of course, we're spending too much money. We'll worry about that later. Later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it is, you know, I, I think at the root of it all, that's why we all love Disney so much is because it does bring us so much joy. Yeah, for sure. It's the place where you can just be. You don't have to think about anything. Like you say, it's like, yeah, I'll pay the bill later. It's fine. I'm just going to go and have this extra doll whip. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go and do this extra thing and oh, buy the extra spirit jersey. You know, it's it's a place where you can just be. And I think that for me is what I love so much about being in the parks. For sure. So, you know, again, something that we admire so much is that you do share that not only here, you know, talking with us, but also on Instagram, because I think that that connects and resonates with so many people. And I don't want to, you know, move on from that too quickly. But, you know, I think it's certainly the most important work that you're doing. But on the other side, you are a very successful brand rep. And it's something that I think is a little bit taboo um in the Disney community because there are some people who are in it for the wrong reason and that's very apparent and obviously that shows out over time but I do think for a lot of our listeners that is a very useful discussion to have about what makes a successful brain rep and what does that you know healthy relationship look like between a brain rep and a shop of how 
both can win-win. So if you can kind of talk about how did you fall into that and then how has it kind of grown into kind of your specialty? Yeah, so um, it was one of the challenges I set myself actually as part of my part of my recovery. I was like, right, you're anxious because you worry about what people think about you. So you don't put yourself out there. So I was like, you know what? There are people who are taking lovely photos of products that they really, really like. And you're buying from small stores, products you really, really like. There's no reason you can't do this. So I was like, I'm just going to go for it. So the first um, the first store I applied for, I didn't get. And it sort of it knocked me a little bit. I was like, no, don't let it. You've got to keep going. And the second store I applied for was um, one of the stores I now rep for. And I just wrote the longest, most rambly message that she must have ever read, if I'm honest. <laughs> she must have been like, holy heck, what is going on with this girl? But for me... It's re- it was a really important thing because I have no creative talent whatsoever. I cannot make anything. As a child, I once got the lowest mark possible on um, a technology project at school because the fabric <laughs> book I had made would have killed children it was given to. No word of a lie. Um, so, But there are so many small stores out there with such amazing talent. And I'm, I was like, I'm going to help. I really want to help. It would be an honor to help someone build their business so I applied to um, this particular store and I was taken on and it just sort of went from there so I um, I started it it was around Christmas there was a lot of Christmas posting and Disney themed Christmas items and sort of trying to help her with craft fairs as well as working online which was super interesting Um, and the other thing was um, I you know I'd sort of said, if you want any help with your um, sort of product development, if you need any ideas, then I'm more than happy to help with that. And I think that was a really important turning point because, as you say, in the community, repping can be kind of a taboo subject. You either have people who are really there for stores or people who aren't. And I think that is so, so sad that people would use small stores who are you know their lifestyle businesses in most cases and you know use that in a really mean way Mm -hmm. so I you know I wanted to show I was invested and actually you know I help work on ideas for new designs and things and we came up with product ranges she could release sort of for Valentine's Day and then you know she was like well maybe I could look at clothing what do you think that would look like so we came up with ideas for t-shirts and you know that moved to cushions and actually her business has grown so much in the last six months I am so incredibly proud of her and what she's achieved and it's having that relationship where you can you know I talk to her every day and you know I was talking in fact I was doing a live video um with her on Instagram literally before we uh, we started filming and we were sat comparing ears um, and it's having that personal relationship. And that was kind of where it went from there. So I tend to only work with stores who I've bought from before. So I know the products. I've used the products. They know that I'm invested in their business because they, you know, I've given them money. I've given them time. I've sent photos and posts for them without any strings attached. And people have sort of come to me who know me and said, 
would you mind doing this as well? And that's the biggest compliment I think I could be paid. Um, so Lauren and Lizzie, you mentioned um, that, you know, they actually said, how would you feel about doing this? Because we would really like somebody who's not in the US to see whether we can try and build the brand elsewhere. And, you know, I, I adore them both. And it was just the sweetest thing. And um, I try to have that personal relationship with each one of my stores so that, you know, they come to me with problems as well as, you know, can you throw this post up for me today so we can, um, you know, promote a sale or whatever. You know, I want them to be able to talk to me about anything. If they're having a terrible day, I don't care if they're sending me a message at midnight saying, please help, I feel rubbish. That's what I'm there for. Um, so, yeah, I think it's that personal side that was sort of where I found my niche because I know, you know, all the people I work with really, really well. And it was taking the time to invest in their stores and my um, my own account, which sort of made that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. I love that you have, you know, this very teamwork mindset and, you know, it is just as much about like you helping them and them helping you and you are invested. And I think that for anyone who's interested in maybe being a brand rep, I mean, everything that you've said is such good advice and it's such a good mindset. You know, it's not like I'm in this for free stuff because I like these products. You know, like you said, you didn't even expect any of that up front. And I think that that just shows a lot about, you know, you and your character and just how, you know, this brand repping relationship should look for anybody. Yeah, I think I think that's it. So, I mean, the other thing is I still buy from them all now. Like, even, you know, I, everyone's like, oh, well, you just get free things. It's like, actually, no, I still spend my money in their store at least once a month, if not more often. And that's the thing we need to remember about small businesses is they are small businesses. So if, you, if you're liking the product and you know you're keen to showcase it the best thing you can do for them is to buy something and I think that is the message I would you know people who are looking to rep and just anyone out there in the Disney community give your money to small stores they're so deserving and they're so creative just yeah that would that would be my my plea (laughs) (laughs) for sure we have like a constant struggle because we talk to so many shops it's like we really want to buy like every single thing from you, but our electricity would be turned off if we support. <laughs> oh my everybody. gosh, I know if we did that. Yeah, but it is like I said, you know, a dollar going to a small shop and someone who puts so much time and care and passion into it. I feel like it's it it is a symbiotic relationship where you know they appreciate you supporting them much as what just as much as you're going to appreciate getting that product. At normally a cheaper price than you're be able to get it from a, a big store. So I do think it is so important to support stores like that and to keep them open and to get to know the people behind them is is certainly at least what we're trying to do. I was going to say, that's like what we're doing right here. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's it. one of the things I love that small stores do is when they do their face behind the brand posts and you're like, oh, so you're the person that made those ears. I think that's always so nice to see because you forget there's someone behind it. So I always try to, where I can, um, sort of make sure that I sort of feature the sellers 
as and when I can as well, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a useful piece of information for our shops, shop owners who listen as well as that people love that stuff. Like we love that stuff, you know, learning about who we could potentially buy from and, you know, what is their Disney story? What are they passionate about? When's their next trip? Just little things like that go a long way to making you trust someone and want to support their Disney habit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love nothing more than someone being like, oh, so I'm taking a little holiday from my store because I'm going to the parks. I'm like, right, I am following your Instagram stories for the next week. I need to know exactly what you're doing. Yes. Exactly. Awesome. Well, so, I, go ahead, Catherine. Well, I was going to, I'm like, you know, jump in on the edge of my seat right now. Speaking of exciting Disney <laughs> stories, I feel like you have a very good one for us. So you've mentioned um, you are going to be a Disney bride. You have a Disney engagement story. We're all about a Disney and engagement stories. Put them together. That's our favorite thing. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, maybe speak for yourself. On okay, that that's one. my favorite thing. <laughs> so we would love it if you'd share that story with us. Of course. It's. I'm just checking. My other half is in the other room. He's. Uh, I was interrupting his Game of Thrones watching. So. Um, uh oh. I, I, <laughs> oops. Um, so um, yeah, he. Um, he asked me whilst we were in Disney World. Poor boy attempted to ask me three times without me knowing I'd accidentally ruined it before <laughs> <laughs> before we got there. So um, we arrived at the beginning of May and he'd intended to ask me on the first night of our holiday. Um, but we got stuck on the plane at the airport for an hour and missed the fireworks. So he was a bit stuck. Uh, he then had spent an entire day running around Magic Kingdom on a Wednesday, I think, trying to sort out. Um, he'd said, I'm going to propose. Is there anything you can do to help? So he'd got vouchers for ears and he'd got vouchers for the um, ice cream parlor and all sorts of things. And I decided I was a bit bored of Magic Kingdom at five o'clock and made us move to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> and I'd got no idea. Um and then he was like, this is seriously not working. Um, so he's like, right, we're going to the dessert party. I'll do it at the dessert party. That cannot fail. That is in front of the fireworks. We've got to be there. And then I got sick and we had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he finally got to ask me on the final night of our holiday. Um, when, he'd, um, when we'd been at the dessert party the first night, He'd gone and spoken to the cast members. Um, so he'd spoken to Jamie and Michelle, who looked after us so, so well. And he'd sort of explained what he was going to do. And they'd helped him sort loads of things out. And then he had to go back and go, so she's not well and we have to leave. And they let us go back on the Friday. Um, and he sort of said, look, they said you weren't well and you're not eating very much. So we're just going to go and have another go on Friday. And I was like, sure, that sounds great. Um, so we'd had um, our sort of dessert and we sat there and um they were like oh we've um we've got you a space on the terrace so you don't have to go out and stand in the rain um because it was absolutely pouring like I've never seen rain like it for a while you couldn't actually see the castle it was crazy um and we were sort of sat at this table and the fireworks had started and it must have been three minutes in just as um part of your world starts and sort of that bit of the little mermaid music starting up and he grabbed me and was like what are you doing he's like we're gonna go and have a close look away you can't do that there are people sat in front of us you can't get in front of them 
the British person in me was livid. I was like, this is the most impolite thing I've ever known. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was trying to stop it. It was like, I am going to stand in front of this castle. Um, And I was like, this is so embarrassing. And then he got on one knee and I was like, oh, my goodness. And um, just as he did, um, sort of the fireworks had started properly. So they were going off in the background. He was kneeling with the ring box and he'd arranged a photographer and she was just snapping photos of my genuinely ugly crying. (laughs) So I have to keep some of the photos off of the internet because they, oh my goodness, I look like a troll. It's so bad, but so funny. Um, But it was just the most magical moment. And sort of, I then apologised profusely to all of the people we'd stood in front of like I'm so sorry that we were in your way but thank you for bearing with us um and we went back to the table and after the fireworks were done um the cast members brought out um Mickey and Minnie ears for us and brought us some um gifts from the ganachery and they just it was just so wonderful that I couldn't have asked for anything more it was lovely it was yeah he he did well bless him I'm surprised he carried on trying (laughs) (laughs) I guess he knew that you were the one. He had to make it happen. <laughs> I, I, either that, he was just like, I have now tried so many times. This will happen before I leave. It was <laughs> sheer stubbornness. <laughs> that, is, but no. that is such a story of determination. I mean, that is it, that is inspiring. I, if nothing else, I know he is definitely the one because there is nobody out there who would have done that for me otherwise. <laughs> Well, I love that. And I, I think that's fascinating that even with that heavy of rain that the fireworks still went because don't they cancel it sometimes? Oh, my God. It really looked like they were going to. At one point, I think the fireworks had actually stopped partway through. Like they certainly for a couple of minutes, there was nothing happening. So by then it had sort of happened, but it did look like they were going to be canceled mid midway through with a bit touch wow. and go. But they got them going again. So. Man, I can't imagine how upset he would be if they would have gotten cancelled. Th- he w- he was definitely panicking. So he told me afterwards he'd been messaging my mum like, "I need to do this," and she keeps she keeps stopping me. What do I do? <laughs> and mum was like, "Just just do it. Just when you can, just do it." <laughs> That's hilarious. So looking forward to your wedding. Kind of what Disney touches and and kind of what is what role is Disney going to play in your wedding I guess is the question I'm trying to ask (laughs) oh I mean to say it was playing a small part would definitely be an understatement so um we're we're getting married in the UK so that our family can be here um although I've got him to agree to renewing our vows in Disney in five years time we'll (laughs) see how that goes um but um so in terms of the ceremony he and I have both chosen our favorite Disney song as Isle Music. So I'll walk into mine and we'll walk out together to his, which will be really, really nice. Um, and our cake is has got hidden Mickeys on the middle layer. Um, and there will be a Mickey and Minnie cake topper. Um, I have mini bridal ears, which are going to be worn throughout the day, I suspect. And um, sort of our invites have got Mickey and Minnie on them. Our save the dates have got Mickey and Minnie on them. Um, and just lots of little touches 
here and there sort of he made me agree that I wouldn't go over the top but there's just (laughs) (laughs) there's just enough in there um things like the flat um our flowers are a very subtle nod they're all they're they're the colors from Tangled which is my favorite film so I know that it's there but other people might just be like oh they're lovely flowers and that'll be fine so yeah it's gonna it's a subtle amount of Disney, I think. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to see pictures. Oh my goodness. I'm I mean, I feel like my bachelorette slash Hindu, depending on whether we're we're American or British, um, that's going to have more Disney on it. I'm gonna try and get everyone in um Disney onesies, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. My mum was like, You can't make me do that. I'm like, Yes, I can. So we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> it is all about you. You make them do it. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're so so excited. Can't wait. Well, congratulations. We're excited for you too. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that'll be content for months. That's like I'm jealous of that because I'm always <laughs> like running out of pictures. If we had a Disney wedding, Catherine, you wouldn't let us put Disney in a wedding. I no no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, we would have oh, had controversial. Con- <laughs> <laughs> this is the first I've ever heard of this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know at all. But anyway, that's awesome. We're looking forward to seeing that. Um sorry to our listeners, you probably hear our dog losing his <laughs> mind downstairs, but we're gonna keep on pushing on. Um so next thing well, first of all. I love that chat, kind of all of that information about from, you know, what got you into the Disney community and then going to the brain wrapping. I think that's such valuable um, information that connects with hopefully a lot of our listeners. So I thank you so much for sharing that. But the next thing we'll do is our fast pass round. So we'll just kind of share these Disney topics. And if you can tell us the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Oh, my goodness. I Guys, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this. I play along when everyone else is doing this bit. I'm like, no, no, that's not the right answer. This is the right answer. Oh, yes. Ooh, so you are prepared. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, I've been thinking. I was like, if they ever ask me, I'm going to have all the answers. And then I went, oh, I'm not sure I do. So, yeah, we're going to see how this goes. Yep. I shared with you beforehand off air that almost everybody messages us after the episode drops and says, I wish I could change my answer or I don't like my answer for that one. So there's certainly uh, buyer's remorse on some of those. I do feel like I'm, yeah, I'm going to be like, this is my answer now. Oh, no, there's that <laughs> other thing, that one <laughs> other thing. <laughs> well, at least this first one's an easy one. So just name the Disney parks that you visited. So I have visited Disney Paris and I visited Disney World and I've done all of the parks at both. Perfect. And so of all of those parks, which individual one is your favorite and why? So Magic Kingdom will always have my heart. I I mean, I am the person who is sobbing as they walk through the doors, see the castle and has the Mickey ears on. That's me. Like, like, there's nothing like the feeling of walking into Magic Kingdom. But if you had to ask me my favorite themed park, it would actually be Animal Kingdom. I think Animal Kingdom is absolutely stunning. I love everything about walking around there. I could wander there all day. You are speaking Catherine's language. <laughs> yeah, for both of those. <laughs> I love both of those. So looking towards future trips, what would be your Disney bucket list trip? 
So I think if I could only ever take one more trip, which would be the worst thing ever, um, it would have to be Disneyland Resort because I'd want to go to the place where it all began. I'd want to have, sort of be there and sort of live that bit of history. Mm-hmm. But the park that I think I'd like to see most, you see, I'm hedging my bets already, aren't I? I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a bit of this. And oh, but this, oh gosh. Um, but the one I, if if I could go to any and any that I had to, it'd be um, Tokyo Disney Sea. It just looks incredible. And I have a feeling I'm not the only one who said that recently, actually. Yeah, it's, it's uh, we're about to change the question to besides Tokyo, where do you think I'm going to go? <laughs> yeah, besides Disney Sea, where else would you like to go? Yeah. For sure, a popular destination. <laughs> but I think it speaks volumes to that everybody who comes back from there just raves about how awesome it is. So it clearly lives up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah. And the photos always look so good. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, the, you see the um, Tokyo Disney bloggers and you're like, man that looks nice mm-hmm. yeah well hopefully we'll meet you there That's yeah. Our plan. yeah that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> so the next one would be your favorite disney resort and it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at okay so my favorite resort is french quarter and that's the one we've chosen for our honeymoon so i'm very very excited i finally get to stay there and have beignets yes so have you ever had a Disney beignet before? I haven't, though. I keep trying to get them and I've not actually managed to yet. It's like, I was like, I need to go and have these for breakfast. And he's like, okay, we'll get there. We never got there. Mm. So we relate like, to we that. Staying there. We have to. Yeah. <laughs> so this time it has to happen. For sure. I don't think we've, have we ever had them at Walt Disney World? No, we haven't. We've only had them in Disneyland. So yeah, we can't. Just the one time. Compare. Oh, okay. So you'll have to tell us how they are. Sure. And, of course, they've upped the ante because now they come with alcohol in them for the grown-ups. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. It's interesting. I went to New Orleans once for a bachelor party for one of my friends, and we didn't get a beignet while we were there. Probably one of really? my top five regrets in my entire life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I. I be, that is the thing. That's the one thing you'd want to try, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, no. Sad times. You've got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> we do. So next one would be, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Based on what is there right now, it would be Flight of Passage. I love that ride. But I, I'm one of those people who cannot stand in line for more than about 30, 40 minutes. I get really, really bored really, really quickly. So Fast Pass has to be used for Flight of Passage. But come honeymoon, Galaxy's Edge is going to be there. Mm. So depending on whether they let us Fast Pass, that would probably be my go-to because that queue is going to be crazy. Indeed. I know. Brendan was telling me about how they like put bathrooms in the queue line. That oh my is gosh, not a really? good sign. <laughs> no. Not a good I'm, sign. No. Have you seen this, the meme that's going around where it's like, here's where the queue for Galaxy's Edge starts, and it's just at the um, the state border for Florida. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that is definitely how this is going to go down. I, know. I, I so, haven't seen that, but that's hilarious. They're probably, I mean, they have the bathrooms. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a churro cart in like a gift <laughs> like store. There is, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a, like a snack stop, like get your popcorn, get your churros. Yeah, yep. definitely. 
Oh and I'll, we'll buy it. I mean, we'll. Yeah, we'll be there. Yep. We'll let you know how they are. Our recommendations. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, sticking with rides, which ride do you think is due for either an exit or a refurbishment? So, I actually asked my other half what he thought about this as well, and we came up with the same answer. It's quite a niche one, but Primeval World. That ride hurts <laughs> so bad. It was like, we went on it and he went, I am never getting on that ever again in my life. So I think if that one had gone, neither of us would be particularly sad. It's one of those things that like, we laugh and smile while we're on it, but then we get <laughs> off and we're like, we are in a lot of pain right now. It really does hurt. You come off bruised. And I think the other thing is it does... I think for me, it doesn't quite sit with the theme of the rest of Dino Land because it's sort of like, how can we make this fit in? We'll put some time machines here. Yes, that'll do it. And I think when Disney's so brilliant at theming and everything, it was just like, I don't quite get this one. So, yeah, I think that would be the one I'd choose. Mm -hmm. I can can get behind that one. That's a good point, yeah. So before we move off of rides, I've got to ask, as... Someone who's been to Disneyland Paris a couple times, can you yeah. validate how awesome Hyperspace Mountain is and Crush's Coaster? Because, like, I'm ready to book a trip to Paris right now just for those two rides. Oh, my goodness. I hoped you'd ask me this question. Okay. Hyperspace Mountain is by far my favorite ride at Disneyland Paris. It's also um, Hubby to Be's favorite ride as well. It is just awesome. I love it. I love everything about it. I cannot stress how awesome it is. Oh. <laughs> um, Man. Top tip, if you want the best um, the best of the ride, head to the back. The ride is so much more intense in the back row. Everyone's like, oh, go sit front row. No, no, no. Head straight to the back. Mm. That is a good pro tip. Yeah. We feel that way on Everest too. Everest is always better in the back. Oh, yes. Love Everest. Yeah. So we we have a dilemma. We're going to Italy and Greece in the summer of 2020. And it's like, do we extend it out further and make a little weekend trip up to Paris? Or do we... Or is that like its own trip? Yep. So we are on the fence. So I think the, the good thing about Paris is that the two parks are fairly compact. So you can probably get most things done within a day or day or a bit. So we've been sort of at three days at a time for our sort of the couple of trips we've done. I say couple, I think we're on four at the moment in a year. I don't even know how that happened. Um, but you can get it done quite quickly within a couple of days. So it is perfect for a little stop off if you were doing another trip to Europe. I, I won't be the devil on your shoulder, but <laughs> I think you should do it. <laughs> in Paris, Paris flights are much cheaper than Rome flights, Catherine. That is true. That is true. It, it is absolutely true. I, in fact, at one point with the honeymoon, had tried to convince James that we were going to fly out to California because that was cheaper than flying to Florida. And then we were going to fly into Florida and then we were going to fly back via Paris because that was cheaper. It didn't go down brilliantly. <laughs> ah. <laughs> There's still time, maybe. Maybe you can keep working on it. Yeah. So, yeah, Paris flights genuinely cheaper yeah mm -hmm. well and crush's coaster are you a fan of that one too i love crush's coaster 
I don't quite understand why they've not put a fast pass lay, um, fast pass lane in yet, because the queues for that genuinely are phenomenal for Disneyland Paris. Like they're often two hours, even on a quietish day. Um, but if you can get on there, go first thing in the morning. It's so worth it. It's brilliant. Hmm. We got to go. And it's yeah. I agree. You do. <laughs> I absolutely agree. It doesn't, like Brennan said, it doesn't take much to convince us. So, yeah, it's just money. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's it's only yeah. You, <laughs> what is it? You could you can always make more money. You can't make more memories. That's what they say. Yep, that's put, what I tell myself. <laughs> put that on a poster, Kathy. I was gonna say that would be on like a plaque somewhere <laughs> in our little office. Yeah. So the next couple of questions, probably our favorite segment of the past fast pass round, food related. So what is your favorite snack or a go-to snack? Okay. So my favorite, am I allowed savory and sweet or have I got to choose one? Because this is the one I'm going to regret. I know it. The more the merrier. So savory snack is a Mickey pretzel with all of the plastic cheese. <laughs> I have to have the plastic cheese. I, I don't know why, but it just tastes so good. Um, but yeah, I could eat Mickey pretzels all day. And then possibly slightly controversial because you shouldn't really mess with a Dole Whip, but I have the Dole Whip swirl with the vanilla in it on top of the um, the pineapple upside down cake. And that is amazing. That is my favorite sweet snack. But my yeah, I get told off when I'm like, oh, I'll just have some vanilla in mine. My other half's like, it should be pineapple. It should only be pineapple. So, <laughs> no, so yeah. I'm a big supporter of the swirl. That's usually what I get too. But I've never had it on the pineapple upside down cake. It's so good it, because it melts into it a little bit. So yes. then the cake goes nice and gooey. Ooh, I will be trying that mm-hmm. for sure. And I mean, it's it's still a snack credit if you're on the dining plan, if you have the cake as well, which was why I did it. I was like... Well, that's an extra $2 I'm getting back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we'll take it. So sticking with food, um, what is your favorite table service and your favorite quick service restaurants? Okay, my favorite quick service for breakfast is Be Our Guest every single time. If I could eat there every day, I would. I absolutely love it. Um, And you have to eat cupcake for breakfast because you have to have the gray stuff. You can't leave... I think it might be illegal to leave a restaurant without eating <laughs> the cake. Um, and then table service. The one that I, I don't know whether, again, it's a slightly unpopular opinion, but the one I have to go to every time is Tusker House. I love the theming of the restaurant and I love the atmosphere because everyone's there with like their maracas and like parading around with like all the jungle fun music. I'm like, yeah. And of course it comes with jungle juice. And that is gorgeous. We just booked Tusker House this morning for our October trip. You did? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you. We've been there (laughs) once, but I think it was for breakfast, right? And it was a long time ago. A long time So we're excited to try it again. Are you doing dinner this time or? Lunch, I think. Lunch. I've heard it's really good for lunch. I think it's lunch. I don't he know. Just, we'll just he had show to up. wake up early to do it, so there's no telling what he really booked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. Ooh, 
So I think I've got a Disney World one and I think I've got a Paris one, I think. So my Disney World one was um, we were waiting. We were, we walked past the side of the castle and saw a whole bunch of people stood there like, what's going on? And we realized the fairy godmother was stood there and it was like, oh my gosh, we have to go and meet her. Unfortunately, she disappeared. And the, uh, the stepsisters came out. But actually what turned into was a meet and greet with the stepsisters, followed almost immediately by the fairy godmother. And Anastasia and Drizella are so funny. Like, I, I, I've never laughed so hard. So it was the day after we got engaged and they uh, they saw our um, happily ever after badges. And they're like, oh, you just got engaged. How sweet. How did you do it? And he was like, oh, it was in front of the castle. Oh, just like every other person here then. And... I couldn't stop laughing. Like he got so badly trolled by them. Um, but it was, just, it was awful, but yeah, it was so, um, and then there was a moment where a random guy started taking photos and they were like, do you know him? And it's like, no. And they're like, why are you taking photos of a person you don't know? You weirdo. And just started yelling at this random man. <laughs> it was just quite a bizarre moment. But um, as they, as they were finishing up, the fairy godmother came back out and she actually did a really long meet and greet with us and um, sort of like sealed our engagement with a wish. So there are pictures of us with the ring, with her sort of and her wand and everything. It was just super, super precious. And it's one of one of them is one of my favorite photos that we've got that we had taken whilst we were in there. And the other one was Disneyland Paris. So there was a meet and greet with Thumper, who I adore. He was, it was Christmas time. So we got his little Christmas um, bow on and he just looked so adorable. Um, but the photographer was like, okay, so you're going to kiss Thumper and you over there, moody man, pretend that you're angry. She's kiss- kissing him. So that kind of then turned into a thing. So there's just a picture of James looking really, really cross as I'm kissing Thumper on the nose. And I love that photo. But then he got me back because there was another um, meet and greet around the corner with Marie from the Aristocats. And no word of a lie, she literally walked him into the front door of a house that she went in to do her um, cast changeover and literally just walked James into a house and left me standing there on my own. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, wow, this escalated really quickly. (laughs) And there were just lots of very bemused looking French children like, Where's Marie going with that strange man into that house? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were sort of those ones were my favorite. I think Paris because they were the sort of funny ones. And then, yeah, Disney World with the Fairy Godmother was just so magic. Oh, those are both good ones. And I am I don't think I've ever met Thumper or Marie. Are they just in Paris? Probably. I think I think Marie occasionally appears around France in on the world showcase very rarely i think i think i saw someone with her not long ago but yeah she um she wasn't there last time we were there i think she was out for christmas Mm. we'll have to keep our eyes out yeah so the next one would be your favorite disney movie my favorite movie um again i i think a lot of people say this but it's tangled i absolutely love it i think the lantern scene is the most beautiful scene that Disney have ever put together, just where it's the two of them in the boat and the lanterns are all around the castle. It's just stunning. Um, But also, Punzi's my kind of princess. You know, if you have found 
better use for a frying pan than cooking dinner with it. Like, I'm totally in support of that. I hate cooking. <laughs> so just another reason to go to Tokyo once the Tangled area opens. Oh my gosh, yes. I know. I, I was like, oh, why are they midway? Is it so far away? <laughs> they, yeah, they need to do, they need to put, they need to put Tangled somewhere. I think there is so much they could do with the Tangled area in Disney World. I feel like the bathrooms are amazing and I love them, but it deserves more than a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I feel like it's almost just a tease. Like, this is how amazing a Tangled area would be, but we've just put some toilets here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, look at all the lights. Look at everything we've done. But you can just pee here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so next one would be your favorite Disney song. Um, Following on on that theme, it's I See the Light, 100%. And that will be my aisle music at the wedding. Oh, so sweet. What will James's be, if, if you don't mind sharing? No, of course I don't. Uh, partly because he's got no idea I'm sharing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so his favourite movie is actually Tarzan, which is quite underrated. Um, so we are walking out to um, You'll Be In My Heart. It's an in, in instrumental version. Oh. So, yeah. I love that song. And Tarzan it's a is good such song. a sweet movie. Tarzan was the first album I ever bought with my own money. Really? Yep. That's went, so cool. I went to Walmart and I bought it myself and I'd <laughs> listened to it probably a hundred times straight through. Amazing. <laughs> so the next one would be your favorite Disney quote. So I... I was thinking hard about this and I think sort of I was reflecting back on the year I'd had and the one that was resonating was all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them and I think both from a sort of pulling myself out from where I was feeling really down and making something really positive out of it and having this Disney instinct because I was like I always wanted to do something with Disney so it's like I finally found that creative outlet and actually I discovered my love of photography through it and I was like no one's ever going to care about the pictures I take and actually it was like oh no people don't seem to mind them actually that's all right um but equally all the stores I work with I know a lot of them you know have have sort of gone well you know what I have this bit of my life and now I want something else and have just gone for it and all of them have taken a big leap of faith in opening their stores and actually it's so brave and so incredible and yeah I think that's why I would go for that one perfect yeah I love that one and I think just from all the different standpoints that you can look at that and just different ways that you can apply that to your life I think that is definitely one of the more applicable like Walt quotes for sure He spoke so many truths. Mm -hmm. He did. So our last question of the Fast Pass round would be your favorite Disney Parks memory. But I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. You can't say your engagement. (laughs) No, but that's the obvious one. (laughs) Um, Okay, my favorite Disney Parks memory. Let me think. So I think it would have to be going... It was when we went on our most recent holiday 
and it would be walking James through the doors at Magic Kingdom on our first evening with the castle lit up and going down Main Street and just me me starting to cry going, we're home, we're home. (laughs) And him just going, okay, you know what? You weren't wrong. This is pretty awesome. And, you know, because he'd been quite excited for going, but and but on a scale of one to me in terms of excitement <laughs> levels in Disney, I'm I'm a twelve. I'm sort of a twelve. He's more of a you know a six seven. If if he's having a very excited day, um, but he you know he was like, no, I'm fully bought into this. This is awesome. Let's run around being kids. And he was like that for the entire two weeks. And yeah, I think that that first moment going right. Here's the castle. You are home. You may now be happy. I think that was it. That is so awesome. I was going to ask you if he's been converted. So I'm glad that you uh, answered that. It sounds like he has been. Yes. (laughs) So he's he's a closet Diz nerd, if I'm honest. He likes to pretend he's super cool. He's like, well, I skydive in my free time. I'm awesome. And he is. And we get that. But he actually, when we moved in, bought more Disney DVDs with him than I bought with me and that is something I love to tell people because they're like well you know he does so much for you putting up your Disney Disney stuff and I'm like yeah let me just put this into perspective just for a minute <laughs> yes so, call him yeah. out on it I was like that for the longest time and then you're gonna walk in and catch him watching like Tim Tracker videos and ride videos and you think you are fully into this now Oh my gosh, if I saw him watching Tim Tracker, I think I would actually die. (laughs) The day that happens, it'll be like, yes, this is it. Life has been made. I finally won. (laughs) Well, that is so awesome. So that was a wonderful Fast Pass round. So our very last question and something we ask all of our guests is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, either as a Disney content creator or create their own products, or maybe they want to be a brand rep, what would be your advice to those people? The first thing I'd say is do it. You are never going to find a more supportive, more incredibly genuine community than the Disney community. I have found so many people online who I would consider true friends. And everyone's like, oh, but you've never met online. I'm like, yeah, but I actually talk to these people every day, more than people I see in my real life. Like it's an incredible community. If you're looking at creating an account, everyone says to find a niche and do something a bit different. I say, be yourself and be authentic because if you are you online and you don't shy away from that, people will buy into you because you're relatable and you're trustworthy And that's the one thing I always try to do on my account. I don't try and pretend to be anybody I'm not. There are pictures of me with 10 chins on there. There are pictures of me like, you know, I think I did um, when when we were in Paris and all the crazy stuff had happened at Disneyland Paris that one evening. You know, there was a video. I did a live video where I got wet hair and no makeup on. But because of that, everyone's like, yeah, you're not trying to be anybody other than you. This is kind of who you are. And when you're happy with who you are and can be yourself online, I think that is when you create the magic. 
I think that's such good advice. And I think that definitely kind of embodies everything that we've talked about today and everything on your page. So I think you're just living proof that obviously that works, just being authentic and being yourself. And I think, you know, I, I can probably speak for me and Brendan on this, but we have really enjoyed talking to you today. I mean, A, you just have so much wisdom. I mean, I feel like everything that you said, we're just like blown away by today, but you are so much fun and we've loved talking to you. I've loved getting to know you guys as well because we've chatted on Instagram. We've had like the engagement group stuff going on. It's been awesome. And yeah, I love you guys. And I'm just so grateful that you thought it was worth chatting to me today. Absolutely. Definitely proven right. It was worth chatting to you today. <laughs> it's been a wonderful episode. And I know that our listeners We'll agree with that as well. So one last thing, if you can remind the listeners where they can connect with you online. Of course. You can find me on Instagram at Bibbidi Bobbidi Lou. Perfect. Oh, it sounds so good when you say it like that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so we will put the link to that in our show notes as well. Um, we highly suggest connecting with Lou. Such a fun follow, such a fun person to interact with and share that passion for Disney so, Lou, thank you so much for joining us. We really had a blast. No, thank you guys so much. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Malcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.